When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 434 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, and a very special day in FRL history because on this great day, our friend Kyle Brackey, aka Dadkey, Stephen Kyle, <laughs> is back with us after a, a nice long month uh, away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brackey, welcome back. Thank you, guys. It's uh. It's good to be here, although I must admit, I am a little confused. Why? Or are we not calling in Willie? Is that? Oh. So he's kind of been out. All right, so we got a lot to catch up on, Willie, uh, Bracky. Okay. A lot, lot's happened. Willie's, uh, Willie quit, so oh. he's, he's not here. Anymore. Yeah, no one told me. Yeah, no, he's, it's you kind of. In, you weren't on the group email? Apparently not. Sorry, oh, yeah, man. so. We gotta we gotta streamline communication in the company a little better, but no. So I, if you're that far behind, there's a lot to catch up on on the things you missed. First of all, Colin Puritan is number four in the country. I legit didn't know that till this morning. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> um, Nomad and Sion are considering starting cameo accounts and giving out motivational, inspirational <laughs> messages. That needs to happen. I think that should happen. <laughs> Iowa is ranked number one. And they're currently 37 points ahead of Penn State. That's a lot. That's a lot. Gary Traub may have a statue of himself erected outside the Cavelli Center. <laughs> he deserves it after this weekend. After this weekend, that, he has shut that place down twice. Beating, showing me, and then his win over Furman. It was, it was electric. Gariana Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? I just came up with it. Is, Gariano Rivera. Is he the one last year that they literally drove all the way across the country? Yes. Because Singletary like got sick last minute. Yes. He like <laughs> drove in his car yeah. <laughs> wow. to like Edinburgh to, or something. Well, he was no. at Edinburgh, I think. Oh, yeah. Getting ready to wrestle in the Edinburgh Open, and they're like, hey, we need you in Illinois. What <laughs> kind of car do you think Gary Traub drives? I feel uh, like- a Plymouth. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a plummet. That's what it is. You know who he bought it from? Steve, Steve Bowman. Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, okay, so that all has happened. Um, do you, anything to share with us about young young Hayden? Miss uh, no. Olivia, she doing good? Yeah, everyone's good? doing well. It was a fun month. We had family in the entire time, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, seeing everyone meet him, and no, everyone's everyone's doing great. 
How's the dog reacted? How's Hank reacted? At first, he was he didn't know how to act. He was very <laughs> attention starved, but now he's he's all good with it. He's adjusted. Does Hayden ride him? Because not yet. <laughs> Hank is a big dog, and yeah. Hayden is still a tiny person. No, not yet. But I'm sure at some point he will try to. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Probably around two, you can really put the squeeze on. Okay, so. The big story coming out of this weekend was Iowa waxing Wisconsin mercilessly, uh, taking nine of ten with the lone win for Wisconsin coming with Johnny Sebastian beating Cash Wilkie, which, which is a story unto itself and I think some a, a domino for the Iowa lineup. But we got to start with 133 pounds. DeSanto does it again, <laughs> takes out Seth Grove six two. Not really. I mean, I mean, there, it's it's a couple of different ways to look at it, right? There's the, like, this wasn't your car a Carver moment. It was just like right away, Seth didn't have it for for Austin, and Austin was kind of all over him. And man, I I could not stop watching the exchange when Austin had him in a front headlock. He circles left and right, and then he tries like a flying <laughs> magic stick that is not there at all, like jumping over him. I'm like. <coughs> I'm like, what is he doing? He's but been trying it all year. He's trying it all year. He really wants to hit that move. And we the really weird thing about it was like, that. if you if you turn your back to an opponent and try to jump over them and it doesn't work, you're getting scored on. But Seth, I feel like Seth was like, what what is happening? And that just to me is like such an Austin DeSanto moment. Like the energy, the fearlessness, the, I mean, unpredictability. It's why he is... In many ways, the most popular wrestler in college wrestling, bar not. He's just he's appointment viewing. You cannot not watch him wrestle, whether it's Todd Not Small or Seth Gross. You have to watch what he's going I, to do. I feel like we aren't talking enough about during the Todd Small match when he drew on the mat, showing the ref yes. that he stayed in bounds. Yes, we we did not discuss that effort, but he definitely did draw on the mat. He was the most composed we've seen him after a big win. Yeah. Uh, He's done that before, but he was very calm after. I suppose at this point it's old hat for him. He's now, we put out that uh, graphic yesterday. He's now beaten five NCAA finalists. Okay. So to recap, his that's. his last like 60 matches or so. He beat Spencer Lee, Pennsylvania State Finals. Okay, so we're, we're going back to high school? Well, yeah, for the graphic, we went since his senior year of high yeah, school. Okay. Um, then Nick Suriano, mm -hmm. Seth Gross, Swan Micic, Jack Mueller. Okay. And then Dylan got our all Americans like RBY, Ethan Lezak. His hit list is insane. It's a ridiculous hit list. And man, I, part of me is like, okay, this is interesting. Other part of me is like, what is is can he do this at Midlands, Big Tens and NCAAs? Is he just like that much better than, than Seth Gross? Was that the best version of, of Seth Gross? I didn't think I didn't think that looked like the best version of no. Seth. I didn't think he looked quite right, but I'm not taking away anything from DeSantis' win because I thought it was really impressive. And the things that impressed me the most about it, Seth got in on a shot early. And I wouldn't even say it's like, I, won't, I wouldn't describe DeSantis as like an elite scrambler, but I think he knows the things to do to just like get himself out of situations. So he immediately dives over and just locks around that arm so tight. And I think he's unworldly strong. And there was nothing Seth could do to finish that. I thought the yeah, I thought the smart thing he did there was not try to make it his score. 
right? Like he just immediately was immediately was in defensive mode. I'm here to <clears throat> not get scored on and or force a stalemate. Mm-hmm. So he didn't put himself in danger by trying to go, okay, I've stopped it now I can try to score. He just said, no, I got to shut this down so that I can then get back, get back to our feet and get a restart and get to my offense. Yeah, I thought what was most impressive about it is he he had the one little blip with the magic stick. Yeah, it was like he couldn't help himself. It was pretty magical though. Um, <laughs> because I was thinking about it on the drive in this morning. If that hadn't gone well and Gross had gotten the takedown, I mean he probably just rides him out the rest of the period, and then it's a completely different match. Right. Um, but other than that, he wrestled so smart, like mm-hmm. picking and choosing his opportunities, and that's not something we see out of Austin DeSanto very often because usually it's just. Balls to the wall. I'm yeah. going to shoot a million times, and I'm either going to I'm going to score or try to get you hit for stalling, whatever it is. But he picked and chose his opportunities, and he hit a high crotch. He hit two. How about that? Yeah. He, he hit it. It looked really nice. And that was the thing for me. It wasn't the near-arm far leg thing that he's so known for. And that he's got the near-arm far leg. He's got, like, the fireman. He did dunk. get the carry one. He hit that. It wasn't the that was smoothest third. one, but. But he had he he must be so strong in that with his the one that's controlling the arm because guys just fall over. But yeah, he hit that twice. The first time he just like doubled off and just set yeah. him on his hip so easily. But there were a couple other times he got in on that shot, and Seth is like progressing, working like like you're saying. It's like uh oh, this is not good because Desanto wasn't finishing quick, but Seth wasn't able to counter. He was able to get to positions where it would be stalemated. I thought it was a, uh, an amazing performance. And as you said, he's now beaten all these. And then also, too, probably worth noting, Austin DeSanto isn't a two-time All-American because of a third period against Scott Del Vecchio where he had a lead and went underneath and didn't have the best match tactics, honestly. Mm-hmm. He just tried to lay there for two minutes. And credit to the ref, he didn't let him. And he kept banging him for stalling. Mm-hmm. This time, DeSanto was working the entire time. And was doing a good job. Obviously, Gross didn't get a turn, but he was working the entire time and almost got a reversal there at the end, but really much better job. I, I said when it was 6-2, I was like, this is the Del Vecchio zone. It's like the same thing against a way better top wrestler. And I, I don't know. I kind of saw it different. I thought he did stall. I mean, I think he— Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't stalling. I just think he did a much better job yeah. of making it look I like need to he was working. the Del Vecchio one because I felt like— Man, I thought. I mean, he could have given up two or three points there, and he'd have been <laughs> fine. I, I, I really, I wondered if he could have been hit a, a couple more times because sure. he, he didn't even give up a stall point. I think the, if I remember right from the Del Vecchio match, he was just kind of laying on his belly. Yeah. And here, he was like on it. He was a, he didn't really lose his base much, and he was like yeah. fighting trying hand. to get yeah the hands. yeah. It seemed as though Iowa has. Um, in some ways simplified Austin to like, hey, these are your strengths and these where we can mitigate your weaknesses and he continues to get better. Yeah. Which is kinda hard when you come in and you're top five by December of your true freshman year. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question he's better. Um it's it's the best version of him we've seen and now he's sits at number one in the country. There's no Dayton, there's no Suriano, there's no Lezak, right? So, also from that, what to make of Seth Gross? Man, yeah. it's so weird because, all right, he has the Derek Span thing, which has us 
to the point that we're worried about a Taylor Lamont match, and we set the line at two and a half, and he smashes Taylor Lamont mm-hmm. right after destroying the Feral Field. Right, I think I have the order of operations correct there. No, Spam was before, which is L- why yeah, I Spam was against. before Feral. <laughs> yeah, and then after Feral, he smashes Lamont. Right, right, right. And but so at, you're like, okay, back to business as usual. At Farrell, Suriano, Darian Cruz, Seth Gross, or, and uh, Nathan, Nathan Tomasello all had nothing for Gross, right? Like those guys couldn't take this man down. And so I have to think this isn't the best version of Gross, right? Because, because as good as DeSanto is, as high as his pace is, it's not like he's you know, transcendent on his feet compared to some of these other guys. So I don't know. Like I I'll think, disagree. I think I think I think he I think he's I think this is not the best version of Seth Gross. I also think DeSanto had this thing planned out really, really well. Yeah, I mean he came out, Seth, he tried to get that two on one and DeSanto was able to clear it that I mean that gross is so effective from there. Yeah. But he wasn't able to get to any of his ties. I mean his it's like Seth took a couple shots and he missed by so so far. So much. It was like whoa like DeSanto was just locked in on his attacks. And normally Seth can get to everyone's legs. He scored on one of those two-on-ones, too, when uh, Seth was trying to, like, fight for it. He just picked that leg. Yeah, that's right. He just pulled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of his first – I think that might have been his first His first, first one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I'm very confused because – so he's 6-1 and one right now. Five of his matches – he's got three ranked wins, and the other two, you know, are uh, guys who are going to be national qualifiers. So he's wrestled a – good schedule Mm -hmm. has looked great to this point outside of the spam (coughs) match against Lamont you go okay now he's not cutting you know he's not holding 125 now he's got some pop to him he's got some 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 spark to him and I thought okay is this kind of going to be we're seeing going forward now that he's been so disciplined for you know two two and a half months that now he can be a little bigger he's going to have a lot of energy but I'm wondering if it swung the other way I wonder if he got a little too big oh and kind of had a little rougher cut than what than what he's been having. A little too much turkey, possibly because he he looked mm. a little he looked he looked way more uh, sluggish than he did against Lamont because against Lamont he was high energy. <laughs> yeah, it could be a trip to finish. Yeah, he just did not seem. I mean, I, I'm really curious, but at the end of it all, DeSanto had more. It's interesting to see these duels after Thanksgiving because not very many teams wrestle. And I was mm. thinking back, man, I think it was like. 20 I think it was 2015 Oklahoma State wrestled a duel in Brookings the day after Thanksgiving when Chance Marsteller was wrestling 57 oh still Ooh. oh boy that was so mean that is messed up spend Thanksgiving in Brookings and then you got to make 57 that's a that's a, yeah that's tough for be away from home and then have to make uh, make yeah. 57 sorry about that chance sorry chance yeah apologies so okay that was DeSanto man what can you say? He's number one. We can talk more about the 133 race now and how we how we read it moving forward. Keep moving on on the Iowa Wisconsin duel. Spencer smashes. Murin is back. Massive shoulder situation thing on his body, but beats a solid a solid uh, Tristan Moran. Mm-hmm. Took him down, so that was good. I thought Lugo. Lugo, when he scores, he makes it look so easy, and you're like, well, just – he let it be just a little closer that all than time. it needed to be to where Martin was in on the match tying shot at the end of the match, a match that Lugo dominated. 
So he feels like he's like a takedown away from just like having a lot of not close matches, but it's just like it's almost like a little like kind of what we saw with Pletcher against Boffman. It's like he's kind of let it let him hang around a little bit more than probably necessary. That's been his mo since Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Like close matches. Yeah, Win it seems lose. like I mean even in the the Dagan match it just kind of shuts down when he feels like he has a match in hand. I know. But then he's wrestling these guys that are really good. Yeah, and just, it's gonna like you, you want to fire. You're gonna get burnt. Like you wonder if he trusts his defense too much. Like he trusts his baseline too much. His head yeah. hands, his you know his ability to get his legs back. But I don't know. I mean, if that's your identity, that's your identity. Well, he's uh, all that being said, he he beat Dagan, who he was zero two against last mm-hmm. year. So he's he's and he. You hold off a of Cole Martin, who's a really solid guy, so he's passing all the tests. Young looks great. Marinelli. I mean, it's just it's so funny how much better he is from his feet now than Evan Wick. Like two two takedowns to none. He just dominates the takedown battles against Evan Wick now, but doesn't go under, and that makes it a, a sudden victory ma- match for for Marinelli. A match where he he kind of dominates, but he doesn't go into. When you're that good on top, it's amazing how much that can make up for other areas. Mm-hmm. Like, just the threat. He didn't even have to do anything on top. Right. Right? And do you wonder why why didn't he choose top? Well, I guess you, you can go bottom for the escape and then you're tied, but then you know sudden victory's coming. Yeah, and I guess also in that sense, the um, like there's value in getting stall calls, Right especially in an overtime situation. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess he, I guess that may be something that he's um, he should have considered. I've also seen him – here's the thing, though. I've also – I feel like Marinelli has more reversals on Wick than escapes. Mm-hmm. He did at the duel. In the duel last year, for sure. Yeah. That, the one that, I was that at. match was amazing. That was one of, the, one of the best matches all last year. Also the – and we can yeah, I was gonna. get their head, but when he slapped it, that was one of the – most insane moments of that. Yeah, episode. yeah. I mean, the um, and no man referring to the, the. If you didn't watch Alex and Eli, um, man, you, you you really should check it out. I'm not sure if if Big Ten Network has put it up on YouTube or anything like that, but uh, it's on the Fox Sports app. I think they said. Just uh, I mean, obviously a, a brutal, <coughs> difficult story. I mean, it, basically all of wrestling Twitter was just talking about how emotional it was it was emotional for me to to watch it and just the strength of alex the strength of the stickley family mariah um it's it was it was inspirational i think it's i think i think it's something you show a a non-wrestling fan listen to this story about these people and just um the the values that wrestling instills and just how much and just the the relationship and you know, you feel so much, so many emotions through it. You know, as a as a brother, you feel, oh my gosh, can you imagine losing your brother? And as a parent, you think about how uncontrollable this life is, and that you can lose someone you love just when you're going to do something that's so great. To see, you know, the these two get engaged, and you think about it from Alex and Alex's perspective, and that he just wanted Eli to be there for that moment, and just uh, everything, and. You know, I thought Tom Brands was so cool in it and uh, the perspective that, that he lent. So it, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And everyone kind of knows the story of, of, of Alex and Eli. But for them to open themselves up to the degree that they did. And, you know, this is a really well done thing. And, and they, they gave access to a lot of their 
lives and you know they have you know alex getting engaged in the wedding and uh it, it's it's really a a beautiful story and um i think you should, i encourage you all to check it out because it, it was it was fantastic um okay kimmer he looks he looks out awesome. of control yeah. he looks as good as we've ever seen him um he's i think he still looks big he he's does. like a big 74 i i think he's it's probably like He's not he always, walking around. He always seemed to have that kind of lanky frame. Yeah, yeah. He's like like Ninja Turtle back. Um, and then eighty four, Johnny Sebastian. Is he a shell? Yeah, back? like a shell, like NATO. NATO's got the like. Looks NATO did like, have a Ninja Turtle. Shell yeah, he's kind of like a Ninja yeah. Turtle shell. It's very normal terminology. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I missed that while I was out too. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Ninja Turtles are huge now. Back then. No Nelson, and you say, well, what's going on there? I don't really know, but it's not uncommon for teams like Iowa give other guys shots, right? Cash Wilkie's around a 12 guy in the past. He's been your starter, fifth-year senior, I want to say. Yep. So, yeah, you get, you let him go, and he loses to Johnny Sebastian. He gets the first takedown, and then, you know, Sebastian comes back and then takes it in, in overtime. And to me, it's like it signals – I mean, I'm sure they'll both go to Midlands and see yeah. how it goes, but – how do you not go with Nelson Brands from now moving forward? And yeah, you, watching the watching the Iowa duels this season, 184, it's like this separate soap opera that's like happening apart from everything else in the duel. And I mean, yeah, that was that was kind of the story in my mind was like Iowa's really running, you know, running the table in this duel, but for Wilkie to take a loss, I think some Iowa fans are probably secretly you know, cheering that result on and they're, you know, in their, on their couch because they're wanting to see Nelson back in there. And they know that that Wilkie taking that loss maybe makes it more likely that that happens. And so, um, yeah, that was I was like, man, this might be best case scenario for a lot of Iowa fans. I know I know they want to win every match. Sure. But, you know, I think they want <clears throat> Nelson right now. I felt similar. I felt like, man, Nelson. I mean, how do you not want Nelson Brands in your lineup? I mean, he, he's beaten two ranked guys. And, you know, where he really fits at 84, I, I'm still not sure. You know, he's ranked six right now. I think there's a lot of guys behind him that are going to make life really difficult for him. Mm -hmm. and, but at the same time, I, I think you, you – how excited are you to be able to go down swinging with someone like that that's going to be super offensive? I mean, he's a, he's a brand oh, – it's just more – just more exciting. And that's not really fun or fair to catch Wilkie, but the results are the results also, right? So – I. I think there's, they've got clarity there. I think, you know, it was kicked around a lot in the offseason with Teasdale coming in. Okay, 33 Gavin, 41 DeSanto. But, I mean, how do you move to DeSanto's got to stay 33. And Moran, or excuse me, Murin does the thing at 41. I think you feel solid with, with him. Now, is his, how high can he place? I don't know. But he's right there. Yeah. And looking at, looking forward for them, at 84, and I guess slightly at 41, depending on Muren's health, but at Princeton on Sunday, so we'll have whoever they send. I imagine it'd be Nelson if he's healthy. He'll have Stefanik. Then Midlands, so they have a big they have a big gap there. Then they have Indiana. Um, <coughs> Purdue's got Lyon, who's like 23. So really, Midlands is the main opportunity <clears throat> until you know January 18th. I mean, they, they usually. Events. Iowa usually makes their decision after Midlands. Yeah. Like Midlands is the big measuring stick for them. Yeah. So I th I think that's probably how we'll see it play out. And 
it's a weird it's gotta be a weird situation, right? Like you have a roster battle, okay? One thing that man, uh, thinking back some old roster battles from other schools and all the you know, oh, they're biased for this guy. Well, he's literally the son of a coach. I know. He's the, tough. He's the nephew of the head coach. So it's like, it's almost good. It's like, give cash up, give him up, let him go to Midlands. Like, you don't want to have even that that perception of, oh, well, he's getting preference. No, he's doing, he is doing it. Well, I mean, as far as, so I understand all that with the preference, but it's like, they had Wilkie in the lineup up weight. Mm-hmm. They had Wilkie in the lineup um you know, last year, like, there's – Cash Wilkie has had plenty of chances. It is not as though Cash Wilkie has been yeah. without opportunities in his career. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you could say this year a little, but he we have three years of data on this guy. Yeah. And he's a damn good wrestler. But if Nelson is the better guy, when they're trying to win a title for the first time in a decade, it doesn't matter if he's coach's son. You ain't wrong. No. No, you're telling it. Okay. What – I feel like no one's talking about Warner. I didn't think he looked great. I know what was up with that match. I feel like he he should uh, he I, I expect him to win by more points. Period. I don't know what. I it's not a bad thing because he wins and he's yeah. an All American, but that's just kind of the match I expect from Jacob Warner. Now he's not gonna go out there and blow the doors off you unless he's significantly better than you. You know, a much lower tier guy. I don't yeah. know. It's just a very Solid performance, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I think at this point, you know, so he's in year three, second year as a starter. He's very solid, very good, but maybe not a bonus point right. monster at Nationals. So what they're looking for from him is more consistency and placement, right? Get to the quarterfinals, get to the semis, as yeah. opposed to where you're getting pins and tacks. Yeah, that's where that's where he's gonna need to get points is in his consistency and victories. And I figured it this way with his caliber, and it could still happen this year. But I figured he would be climbing the, be more of a bonus guy and become you know a guy. We're like, man, this, this guy can make the finals, and may, and that's still none of that is impossible at this point. But it's, <laughs> I, I figured we'd see a, a little different Jacob Warner at this point in the year. It's also an extremely goofy weight. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! It's I so mean, goofy. as it has been for half a decade now, but you know, Holschlag's hurt. Now yeah, we assume he's, he's number gonna, he's number three, right? We assume he's going to come back, but been hurt was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Renan's been hurt for a while. Renan hasn't wrestled. He's number this year. five, and I was actually just watching the Bader thing last night of how he got hurt. He's been hurt for a he has been hurt for a year now. Yeah, or just about a year. Um, he's also huge. Yeah, he's like two hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, he said he was thirty pounds over. 30 pounds over, he was a 74. <laughs> He's LJ Helbig, reincarnated. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, the the next grouping, Schultz, Traxler, Gear, Aiello. All right, yeah, he's going to be top four pretty easily. It's just. Yeah, I think Gear is the, is the guy, though. Yeah. I think he's he's a real. And then heavyweight, Big Daddy Cass. That's what I'm calling him. Big it's, Daddy it's Cass. Grandmaster he Cass. did it. No, Big Daddy Cass. Uh, that's what I'm going with, and we'll see what sticks. I know Grandmaster Cass already in use, but <clears throat> I feel like it's been long enough now that it's back in the public domain, and Is Tony can take it. Public domain? Yeah. Okay, so Cassiope takes out Hilger and shoots up to number two in the rankings. Good good match. He gets the opening takedown, kind of throws the underhook by, and um, gets the finish. And then that was kind of that was kind of it. Neither he, he had a hard time getting away from, 
from Hilger. How did how did that go uh, when he was underneath Hilger? He took I'm bottom. To he's riding legs. He but he did get away ultimately. Yeah, there was the escape, but it looked like he was going to be stuck. Oh yeah, there was a stalemate that got got him a restart, and he was able to get away. But he got the legs in the first time, and Hilger was coming late. That's definitely a match you could see it going differently the next time. But Cassiope further proves he's the man. He is going to be a, a force for four years at mm-hmm. this weight class, and no, no sign of Gable. Gable comes out of the rankings, and I think that's probably the the right move. That's what makes sense. I have no yeah. indication we're going to see him this year, right? And when we do, we know where he fits. But for right now, Tony Cassiope is a potential finalist at, at heavyweight. He's number two. He's number two. <laughs> yeah, and obviously <clears throat> we've talked several times about the fact that he's a pinner, right, <clears throat> that he wants the, the school pins record. Um, And if you're – you know, to the point of how he won the match, Hilger is not necessarily super dynamic on his feet in terms of being able to pile up takedowns. Now, most heavyweights aren't. But if you're looking at replicability of the win, Cassiope, because we know how good he is on top, if he can go out and get persistently get a first period takedown every time, he's going to be in every match basically except for Kassar. Yeah, who is maybe just like... Separate himself, I but think. I do, I do think at the same time I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be in a lot of close matches that are like that because mm-hmm. I feel like the field is, the Orndorfs, the Halls. Now the big question for me is Mason Paris. Yeah, I yeah. I I feel like he's the guy, and we're going to see him at Vegas. It seems like he's made a jump. We all think he's made a jump this year. He won freaking Junior Worlds. Okay, good tournament. Now. With that, I think maybe he's the number two guy, maybe perception-wise. But we've got to see him do it at, at Vegas, right? Yeah, and, I mean, if you remember their match from high school, it was maybe the most anticipated match of Fargo that year, mm-hmm. and Cassiope teched him in, like, a minute. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a thing, and no. it wasn't just, like, freestyle stuff. He just took him down a bunch and turned him. Like, you got, I think he got a couple gut wrenches. Okay, but he still took him down, but like, it, two or three times, like, yeah. easy. Oh, yeah, the the perception coming out is still... If that's a folk style match, Cassiope wins it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it it will be really interesting to see um, if they hit just how far Paris has come, and the so that Cassiope Paris match theoretically will happen. Great job for you out there. <laughs> I got a. I'm pulling up Cassiope. Uh, well, Nash Hutmacher. I was trying to pull up Cassiope. <laughs> so they Paris. so they'll wrestle. Iowa wrestles at Michigan February eighth. So they should hit in the duel, but we have a whole month till then. We still have CKLV. We still have Midlands. CKLV, Paris will have uh, in the field. Hall, Hall Orndorff, Singletary, Indoor, Traub. Um, And then those are kind of the main threats. And then at Midlands, Cassiope, you'll have Stencil, Hilger, uh, Hino, guys like that. Yeah, so they'll both both have their chance. Do they duel? Michigan and Iowa? Yeah, that's what he just said sorry. February 8th. Sorry. I'm trying to find this. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. It's been a week and change. All right. So that's yeah, – but here's my point. Here's the point I want to make about this this team race thing. You say 37-point lead for Iowa. They're pulling away. They've got the best team. They've got a better team. And I say very possible. But I also say if you look in, in – there's – this is the story that rankings can't tell, is how sticky 
guys are at, at their weight class. By sticky, I mean Anthony Cassiope is not that sticky at number two. He could very much end up in the six to eight range, right? And I don't think we would be like, wow, what happened? So I want us to compare the sure things team versus team. And then I think it, it paints a very different picture because the the difference between getting second or third and sixth or seventh in performance-wise is not actually that big of a departure. But the points you earn at NCAAs is huge, yeah. right? So, like, you drop in a match in the semis or something like that drastically impacts your team performance. So when you look at Iowa, the sure things, the sure top three things, I think Spencer Lee, right? Yep. At least a finalist. Yeah. You have to figure. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you pencil him. I think he's the – if you're – I mean, I, I obviously I think he's going to win, but – If you line up – Worst you, case. Mm -hmm, if you line up Iowa and Penn State's teams like this, dodgeball style, and Cale Sanderson gets the first pick, he's going to pick Spencer Lee, I think, because yeah. that guy's going to score the most points in NCAAs. Right. Um, now, is DeSanto a guarantee – I mean, you would you would be shocked if DeSanto was top three. I wouldn't be shocked if DeSanto wasn't top three. Well, also, going back to 25 for a second – Penn State. Don't do it like that. Okay. I, I, I was going to do a one for one, but okay. Yeah, I yeah. would. Mickey Phillippe. I think that's a tough matchup for him. Mm -hmm. It probably is, but okay. Can we move it to top four? Because I think. All right. Yeah. We can move it to top four. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's got like Roman Bravo Young is third at this weight and DeSantos beat him twice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think Philippi could be a tough match for him. He seems to have probably solved Austin Gomez problem. At least he did it in NCAA's. Uh, and then you get down into the Tucker Bridges Sakura realm. Tucker think, literally beat him. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But I, I don't see that His happening. True again. freshman year when he was at yeah, Drexel, was and he is clearly yeah. a much much better wrestler. I don't see that happening again. So I I think you know I, for me I would I think I would see have a hard time seeing him. Yeah, me at too. least outside of the top four. Yeah. Okay. Sure thing zone for Austin DeSanto. I mean, he was fifth last year in a much tougher weight. Right. Facts. Okay. 41, I think Nick Lee is a, a sure – well, no, let's do Iowa. So, Iowa, I think they have sure things at 25. We'll say 33. Alex Marinelli could win the thing, but what has he come home with the last two NCAAs? Are we not going weight by weight? Six and seven. Well, Okay. I don't think that Lugo's a sure thing. I don't think Moran's a sure thing. I don't think Caleb Young's a sure thing. You keep four. calling Max Beer and Moran. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Fire I, me. I would, I'd kind of be surprised if Max Beer gets on the podium. Yep. Lugo is definitely someone that I, I don't feel as sure about his points. I could see him right now. He sits at three. Mm -hmm. No way I'm saying he's... Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, he can... Five to eight. And when I say no way, I don't say no way he could be top three. I'm saying no way am I putting my money down that right. he's going to finish third. No way. Um, 57, Caleb Young. This is a really good weight class. And he's lost to... You know, a year ago he lost to Barone. And he had troubles with Deacon, even though he figured him out by NCAAs. I don't think he's a guaranteed top four guy with Carr's emergence and Hayden Hidley's so good. And who knows what, what Brady Berge's going to be. Alex Marinelli, he's is really tough because he lost to David McFadden the only time they've wrestled. But he is 2-0 against Vincenzo Joseph. But his last two NCAAs, he's been, what, outs outside the top five, right? Yeah. After being undefeated going into NCAAs last year. 
Yeah. And undefeated going into the Big Ten the year freshman before. Year. Yeah. Marinelli's tough for me because, like, we have all these data points from his regular seasons that make it seem like this guy has to finish in the top three, right? Like, he might win the whole thing, but then those NCAA tournaments, just they just loom so large in my mind. Like, they just they give me this kind of, like, feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He, his results during the regular season are so consistent and so yeah. good. But – you can't help but have seen his NCAA tournaments the last two years, and so he makes me nervous. Yeah. Now, his losses last year at NCAAs, he lost to Chance. They're gone. Yeah. Chance and Mackay. And yeah. And you look at the year before, he got, got knocked into the wrestlebacks by Isaiah Martinez, and then that Evan Wake put it on him. Yep. Yeah. He cradled him a few times, and then McFadden. I don't I, – yeah, I don't remember who was winning that match when the pin happened. McFadden was winning. Okay. He got the takedown. He, it was a quick pin, but it doesn't matter, right? right? Uh, so I don't know. But I mean, listen, I I say it. I want, I hope Marinelli wins freaking NCAs. I just his story is mm-hmm. amazing, and I don't say that that often. I don't mind saying it, but I love Dave McFadden. But how do you not want to see this guy win? I totally think he can. He's beating the number one guy, but I, it's just hard to say. Guaranteed top three, top four. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's tough because. You would have thought he would be those things going in the past two years. Yeah. And he hasn't done it. You haven't seen it. He beat the returning champ in the Big Ten finals. There's no way you're – I mean, I would love to have seen everyone's predictions last year's going into NCAAs. And that's kind of like the whole point, right? It's like things – crazy things happen at this right. tournament every yeah. year. Two good teams and good wrestlers, right? Um, you know, Ronnie Bresser, I was like, dude, he can make the finals. He got eighth, right? Crazy stuff happens. Um, 74, Kimmer. I feel like he's kind of a sure thing. I He is top three. He's top He looks three. so good. Do, do, do you guys worry at all about his injury pass, though? Well, that's that's another thing I wanted to say. I You just have to throw injuries out of this, like, sure yeah. thing conversation. Because, yeah. yes, everyone is a human and could get injured, and maybe there is more risk with him. But, I, man, I think he is a sure top three guy. If you're comparing them and Penn State, the – Injury questions are him and Shakur. Shakur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe being up at 74 helps that, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, not having to cut weight. Right. It certainly makes it easier to yes. <clears throat> recover from injuries. And then also just, I don't know, we expected him to maybe be on a pitch count. We haven't really seen that because they've only had um, a couple duels. But yeah. maybe he does take one off here and there. Yeah. Okay, 84, definitely can't be feeling sure about a top six from Nelson. I mean, I, look at the guys that are ranked behind him right now. Shakur. Taylor Vins. Bolin. Hunter Bolin's coming. Yeah. Um, Nino Bonacorsi's Nino Bonacorsi's really good. Th- I mean, this is a solid weight through, like, 15. Um, yeah. It's going to be tough for Nelson to get on the podium. What well, even is. like Even some of the guys that you maybe wouldn't consider to be huge, like, pieces at this weight class, but that are, like, really, really tough on top. Even guys like Tanner Harvey, um, Corey Hazel, like these guys that could get on top of a freshman mm-hmm. and ride them like crazy. Like those guys feel like threats to me too, even though I wouldn't necessarily peg them as, you know, for sure All-American candidates. It made me nervous against a freshman. Or a guy like, you know, Jelani. Could Jelani present yeah. problems for him? Could could Bron- right Bronicle is going to stand there and hand fight with him for, right, 15 minutes? Like One of the Bronicles beat him last year. Yeah. No, I thought he was undefeated last year. No. I'm pretty sure he had an But I think, I think it would have had to have been Danny because he was down 
down weight. I don't know why I thought he was undefeated last year as a red shirt. I'm pretty um, sure it was at Lindenwood. Um, okay, so that's 84. 97, you, you, you like Jacob. I mean, you take him because. I think I'm thinking of Fargo. Yeah. He beat Danny last year. Yep. But one of them beat him at Fargo. Sorry. Got it mixed up. Now, 97, I don't I don't say he's a sure top three thing, and I don't say Cassiope's a sure top three. And what I'll say, Penn State, I think, so that comes to 25, 33, and I'll say 74 are their sure things. We can throw Marinelli on there. It's, just, it's all our opinions, <coughs> right? What this, Those are just mine. Those yeah. are the sure things. Penn State's got them at 41. I'm, he's top three. Nick Lee will be top three. I, I can't see him not being. Now, you could say to me, all right, well, he was fifth the last two years as well. I know that. But I just think – I just don't see any scenario. <laughs> He's that. not top three. Do you think I don't know? Well, I was there. Yeah. I saw it. But I just don't see him not being in the top three. I just think – I think he's my – he's our pick to win, or you're in mine. Not anymore. He was. Oh. You changed. Wow. We have a change. I've been I've – been, Wait. I have been saying for about – Several weeks now, I've said Luke Pletcher is the guy. I'm pretty pre-season, sure. Preseason, preseason, I did say Nick Lee. Man, I'm the last two or three weeks, I've been saying Luke Pletcher. Okay, news to me. We can we can run the tape back if you'd like. We can run the tape back. I'm pretty sure you just pretty recently said Nick Lee was still your pick, but um, preseason, yes, it was Nick Lee. Uh, Absolutely. How crazy is it? We still haven't seen Chad Red Nick Lee. That is crazy. No, we well, saw, we last, saw year. last year at Rec Hall. Yeah, I just did it. A... We all suck. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Uh, this doesn't count. No, this I, is my first show back. Yeah. The the comparison Don't for do. Iowa Penn State, so I did stickiness while you guys were discussing it. Number ones, Iowa one twenty five, Penn State two eighty five, one seventy four, one sixty five. Mm-hmm. Then Kemmer at seventy four. So okay, Penn State's big lead. Then you've got thirty three, <laughs> which is obviously that's huge because they're gonna be right next to each other. Fifty seven sixty five for Iowa, forty one eighty four for Penn State. So the sure things I'm, so what I want to say is the sure things for Penn State are 41 65 74 I don't know that you can say 41 though when you've got Pletcher, Demas, McKee, Leith, Red, Wilson. I want to say it. I just That that's I, that's dude, a Nick very Lee's good been, grouping. He's been destroying people. I, the problem is when are we going to see what's Nick Lee's schedule like? When's he going to see any of these guys? Well, let's find he out. happens to be in the Big Ten, which is helpful. He does happen to be in the Big he'll, Ten. So he'll wrestle Luke Pletcher. Ten this weekend. Um, he'll see This guy Chad, beat Joey McKenna. Um, Northwestern, Rutgers. Nebraska. He'll see Chad Red. He'll see Murin, Moran, McKee, Pletcher. He hits them all. So he'll hit, he'll hit them all eventually. Yeah, January 24th on. So we'll know. We'll have a good idea then. I, I don't know. So I feel like my my whole point here is while Iowa has a lot of highly ranked guys, it's very volatile where many of their high-ranked guys are. Yeah. Whereas there's no scenario where I see Chenzo, Hall, Kassar, or Lee outside of the top three, especially the big three, right? Mm-hmm. But just as well. And then the other thing is Shakur Rashid yep. is a legit finalist too. And I – Maybe most people don't agree with that, but I think when he comes back, I think he's going to be a force, and that's why they're bringing him along because I think they know what he could potentially do it this way. Now, no one's beating Zahid, but... I guess I just want to see him 
Yeah. Yep. But you know what I mean? Like last year he was all over the place. Yes. And Sh- I just want to see what he is and how healthy he is. Shakur and uh, Bergie are the keys for Penn State, in my opinion. Bergie's huge. Bergie's huge. Um, I, I think he could be a big difference maker for him. And I think those are two guys that are kind of like not in the discussion right now because for a good reason, they're not wrestling. But you can't pretend that they, they don't exist right. and that Brady Bergie couldn't be a, a top five-ish guy for, for Penn State and, that, and the impact that that would have for, for their team. So while Iowa has opened up a huge lead, I think – I think it's a very, very tight team race still. Everyone here, I think, picked Penn State to win NCAAs. Uh, are, are you changing? Are you changing that prediction as well? Um, I certainly don't feel as good as I did. Just the nature of NCAAs. Like several years ago, when Ohio State had a similar makeup of their lineup to what Iowa has right now, mm-hmm. with ten potential AAs and a lot of guys in that five to eight range. Yep. Now, that Penn State team also had more finalists and more bonus point guys. They're a Ohio little State more also shorthanded. Kind of balled in that. out at They had a great NCAA tournament too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one was was Keyshawn was the only one that had this, a tough one. This reminds me of that year because we were all on Penn State at the beginning of the year, and then Ohio State came out. Like a bat out of hell. Remember they won CKLV without like three starters. Yeah. By like, like without easily. McKenna, without Snyder, like easily. And we all changed our picks. Yeah. To Ohio State. Know. You didn't. I did no point. Okay. Well, I remember the other three of us did, because we were like, this team is really good. And then by the end of the year, I think we were all back on Penn State. And I think it's just like, Penn State is going to get better as the year goes on. Um. I don't know. I I don't feel super well, confident it, picking Iowa right now. It's also the look. Last last impression, Iowa thirty two to three Wisconsin. Penn State lost to Arizona State. Yeah. Now, those results will have little to do with NCAA's, but the none of those results. Yeah, the perception. Those... The perception is they they factor in, right? It's the last thing you saw. For sure. No, I know. I'm I just don't know if I'm willing to get off my Penn State pick. I'm not either because, I mean, helps on the way with 57, 84. Possibly 97. I, I don't think so. Do you make the change? So he's the referring beard. to Con- Connell. Kyle Brackey wants to chuck his file, fellow Kyle <laughs> to the scrap heap and pull out Michael Beard right now. And it's, I don't think you'd – I don't understand you that. What? You don't understand it? Well, okay, I understand. <laughs> you know what? I understand you. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's wise. I don't think – I actually, I don't understand making the move now. It makes no sense to me to pull Beard's red shirt. None. At this I agree. point in the season. If you send him to scuffle and he, like, flips a switch and dominates his way through the scuffle unattached, then maybe you reconsider. But, yeah, I mean, he lost to – to uh, Bolsick. Bolsick earlier this year, and and that's a guy that he beat last year. So it doesn't seem like Beard has made the progress that you would want to have seen from him to even consider a move like this. And it doesn't feel like a move that they make unless they're pretty sure you know a guy can a guy can okay. score serious points. I think you do the <laughs> so. Wright Spade was talking about Rutgers sending guys unattached to journeymen, so they didn't count <laughs> on the the dates. Yeah, I think you send everyone. If you're Penn State, you send everyone to the scuffle. 
that is not wrestling in Fort Worth and wrestle them all unattached. And go Mark Hall's dad figure can it out. coach them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go He's figure it out. Look, this, this is your opportunity. He will go buy pants because he only wears shorts. God, and he will so coach funny. them. And then he will coach and them. And they will all borrow North Forsyth. And, and I was just about singlets. to say, Mark also had to borrow. Yeah. And they will – yeah, the, the Hall family came back with a lot more clothing than they came to Chattanooga with that year. And they will all beat Kyle Crushmer in the Southern Scuffle Finals. That was so funny. I was doing Flow Zone. The match, Mark Hall's first match was right in front of me. And I'm like, this dude doesn't have a coach and is wearing a – what? and I didn't know it was North Force at the time. I was like, what is this single? <laughs> what that is was happening? Yep. So, yeah, I, th- I do agree with that. Or I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. I'm sure they'll have their own. Maybe they don't he, think that's he, necessary. At this point, Beard might not have made the jumps that you want him to make. But I think he is wrestling better than – Canal and I think gives you a better chance to score points at the NCAA tournament. One thing that is very interesting, probably to me and me alone. Okay, very, Penn, very Penn State does not, from from their own, um, like from their own social media and from their own communications, they do not talk about anyone but the starters. They don't talk about red shirts. They don't talk about signing day. Nothing, except this year. They have been putting out information about how their red shirts have been doing at open tournaments, how they're doing at Matttown, how they're doing – there was a couple earlier in the year. Would would Beard go to? Uh, Clarion. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if they are if, – if that part about keeping them all in red shirt is they're trying to build that class all together and keep them all together and, and kind of build them up to their fans ahead of time. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe it means absolutely nothing. But I feel like it does because I've I cannot remember them putting up stories about how their red shirts did at tournaments. What's going on on Facebook? Uh, that, you wonder how good Iowa fans feel about this team? Uh oh. Probably pretty damn good. Yeah, someone mentioned team point record. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I now. I looked at, I got a chance to kind of look at the the way that this season has shifted in that in that uh comparing Iowa has kind of jumped into first article yesterday and it's crazy that the, like there's been a 54 point swing in the in the team point standings right so Iowa has has like caught up and then like gone way past Penn State but um, one of the ways that they did it that I think we're not talking about is a lot of weight classes things have sort of shifted in other other parts of the country that have nothing to do with Iowa or Penn State that Iowa has benefited from. So like at 197, for example, Warner hasn't beat anybody ahead of him to move from seventh in preseason to fourth. It's just mm-hmm. that Connell has had a slow start. Like other guys have been beat and he's kind of naturally drifted up. Holschlag's hurt. Um, yeah, Connell's dropped from three to 21. Right, you know, <laughs> uh, you look at, look at other weight classes like at 49, Lugo started sixth. He's got the one win over Dagan, but also Zacherl got beat, Max Thompson got beat, and so he's sort of drifted up. And those are big points. And that's happened kind of throughout. So even though I think we can we need to talk about and think about like what are the sure things for Iowa and for Penn State this year, it does feel like a year where there are so many um fewer sure things nationally in yeah. a lot of these weight classes that it's gonna it's like a lot of how these guys do is gonna come down to like things totally outside their control. I know that happens every year, but it feels like what side of the bracket these guys get on or, or those kinds of things are going to make it a huge difference. And I don't think that favors either Iowa or Penn State. I think it's going to be wild. I think that's what makes this season 
unique from some recent seasons. And, and um, you know, I think, yeah, there are fewer kind of sure things when I look through the Iowa list. But also, like, these weight classes are up for grabs. And, you know, I'm curious how a lot of that's going to play out. I would like to remind the Iowa fans that they hold the current team point record, and it's 170 points. And you will not get to 170 points. Nor will you get to second place, which is 158, which is also an Iowa team. Yeah. That is completely unreasonable. <laughs> what's the What's the most points a Kalera Penn State team has earned? Uh, 2017 was 146.5, and that was the five champ team. Five champ team. That's how you get to That's 140 points. That's you, you get five champs. You get five champs. They're they're gonna need something like that. 97 Iowa five champs. That's number one. 90 uh, 86 <laughs> Iowa. That's number two. Five champs. 83 Iowa had four or five champs. They're number four. What did 05 Oklahoma State have? Uh, 05 Oklahoma State had five champs. They're they're number five, 153 points. Yeah. You have currently so it pretty much takes five champs. You currently have champs. one guy who we very strongly believe we'll is win. champ, and then Kemmerer, DeSanto. But I'm saying Spencer's the most sure. Sure. Kemmerer's the second most sure to make finals. But then or Marinelli maybe. Then you have DeSanto Marinelli that can but easily DeSanto make Marinelli, it. Or Cassiope. Right. They they can. Right, so they're they going to have five champs. They're going to have five champs. They're going to have five I'm with Nomad. They could put four or five guys in the finals. Just don't see them winning four or five weights. How many Hodges are we are we looking at At here? least three. At least three Hodges. Three Hodges. Two of them are going to be DeSantos. <laughs> A couple four-time undefeated champs. A couple four-timers. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know where we were actually going, but uh, we got there. That's for darn sure. Okay. Any other thoughts on the Penn State Iowa team race? We'll talk about it oh, all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. It's pretty much nonstop. Um, just, I want to talk about a few things from the weekend. A few items from Nomad. Okay. No, still no Austin O'Connor. Well, he has a broken or had a broken you, arm. You were the one that you were the one that said via a text from I assume uh, Tony Ramos that he would be back that weekend. Yeah, well, he didn't come back. What am I supposed to do when the coach says he'll be back? Speaking come of back. people that haven't wrestled, there's a few missing cowboys. Where's, where's G. Feller, G. Feller and Joseph? Yeah, this is a missing. This is a missing persons report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're putting out a- the milk cart. Yes, I love this. We're putting out APBs on Caden uh, G. Feller, mm-hmm. Austin O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Joseph Smith, uh, Spay is about ready to take out Matt Finley from the rankings. He should take out Finley. I mean, he should. I think so. I'm also. Where are how you? How long are we keeping are you Gomez okay? in? Huh? How long are we keeping Gomez in? Are we going to see him this weekend? Maybe, sort of. I think. Words that. concussion. Man. Oh, I didn't. God. He- you guys don't tell me anything. Well, we tried. I, well, we got you. We told you about Gary. We told you about Parenton. We told you about Willie. I uh, thought we hit the big ones. Mikey Carr. Haven't seen him. Yes. Where's he at? Rayvon Ray Foley was uh, – he he just competed in something, but he could be redshirting. No. These are all, these are all like – Why would American you redshirt Rayvon Foley? Let the man wrestle. Let him go. Uh, okay, so yeah, those are the missing persons. We we hope that you're safe. If you're out there, if you're listening, uh, please call. Raylan Foley just dominated the Lake Erie Storm Open. <laughs> right, but he's unattached. Well, why attach? Why at- why wrestle attached at the Lake Erie Storm no, Open? I know. I'm just saying. Like, I think I think he could be. It's a possibility he red shirts. But yes, yes, for sure. So looking forward, we did our our APBs. Please, please return safely. I don't think Austin Gomez is anywhere near ready to wrestle. I don't know if he's 
like practicing again yet. Yeah. He was when I was there a week, two weeks ago. He was not practicing. He was watching. And also, I don't know. I'm super conservative as it pertains to concussions. Like, yeah. if the well, thing he, is three weeks, four weeks. Just yeah. You know who? You want to get one of those? You know who's about things. to be back though? Hoke it for Heisman. Hoke it for Heisman. Did he win yes. Heisman yet? We don't know. Well, he, so, he will in a few weeks. So okay. Neville's is redshirting and Hogan's going 285. Yes. Okay. Good that's, to know. That's Thanks happening. for telling me. Yes, now you know that. Well, so I just Part of the purpose of the night. show is to reacclimate Kyle with, <laughs> with college wrestling and what's what's happening. Uh, I did feel very out of the loop because when you're in the office and you're around everybody, you learn a lot of things. Yeah. Just because everyone's oh, yeah. texting, talking to people and everything. and not <laughs> You every, missed a lot. <laughs> not everything gets put in our group chat. Um, which is what I was pretty much relying on for the past month. <laughs> yeah. So I did miss a lot. Well, Sebastian Rivera is wrestling at the Puerto Rican Trials. Yeah, I heard that. Nomad told me that. because I, Yeah, that was what I had to get you caught which up. Which yeah. feels like that's real. There's actually a Trials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Kennedy will not be at uh, CKLV because he will be with Sebastian because he needs a coach down there. I guess so. so what about Joey Silva, your best friend? My best friend Joey Silva, your is, son. he is getting it. Um, I think I think we'll see him eventually, but right now he's getting his affairs in order. Uh, sounds like Coach Bormet said basically like ac- academic stuff. Tough to win NCAA is not in the lineup. Well, yeah, he's got to be licking his chops in Austin <laughs> DeSanto number one. He's like, hey, I, I beat. Is that he guy gonna go thirty three? Probably not, <laughs> but at the same time. No, I I hope we do see Silva at some point. Um, he's super good. I do too. One of my face. Well, you're kind of a hater. I, no, so. no, no. I just said he couldn't win into the blaze. I'm sorry for saying someone couldn't win into the blaze. It's really only, hard to do. Only because he's not in the lineup. It's the only reason. Michigan, uh, man. Even even knowing that they had all these Olympic records, their their lineup still took a turn. Medley 25. Like, their their CKLV lineup. Medley's pretty good. Yeah. I like, I like him. him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Medley 25, Acid 33, Cole Matten 41. Where's Drew? Uh, is he redshirting? Drew is – yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. But Where Cole is Drew is, But Cole has entered at, at – He just stumped Nomad. Cole has wow. entered for CKLV, which, okay. hey, by the way, CKLV – Registration is publicly available on Flow Arena. Wow. Go check it out. Bracket via the on Freedom there. of Information Act. Set your <laughs> text file for you, but we got him. Set your text alerts now. I think Bray, we should do a text alert article. Yeah. We've been yeah. talking about those. I think those are fun. It's gonna be incredibly long. You're gonna have. You're gonna be getting a lot of texts. We could. Weekend. We could maybe limit it to like. Reup that cell phone. Like Ooh, that's a good idea. What? Great content idea. Like who you should set your text alert yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We've that's been genius. doing that. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Uh. Yeah. So, but Brilliant you're saying time. we got to whittle down the field to 11 guys that we're going to send text alerts, set text alerts for? Yeah, that's, because then it's just tough. set your text alerts for everyone, and that's that's not fair. Okay. Yeah, there's got to be a limit. Benjamin Lamantia at 149. Nope. This no, is not, not text. Not him. This I know. I'm just saying this is not the <laughs> Michigan lineup that I expected. Yeah. No. Okay. Other things. So we'll see. Everyone wants to know. I mean, Sebastian Rivera could like. Sebastian Rivera and Nick Soriano could, like, drastically change two oh, yeah. weight classes. But Let's we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. If... L- let me uh, let me tease you with this. we got a classic tease here. Sebastian Rivera versus Austin DeSanto. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. At Midlands. <laughs> that could happen. Just two savages. Just 
Rivera's punching himself in the yeah. face. Santos getting slapped silly in the corner yeah. before the match. I'm also down for uh, Rivera Suriano second semester if Suriano comes back. And either yeah. way, 25 or 33 doesn't matter. Pick no, one. No, hold on. Yeah. What if things get really wild uh, and those oh, guys boy. come back at 25, and so does Vito? There's kind that? of some some Vito smoke swirling about that he may not be long for his Olympic. I feel like shirt. there's just smoke about everybody. Like a result happens, and then they're like, "Yeah, well, maybe we'll this, see guy, this guy, yeah, this guy says he wants back in the mix." Yeah, I, mean, I kind of think Vito. I, I, I mean, if you're if you're Rob Cole, I, you know, you look at this team race, and if you're if you're wanting a trophy, that third place spot, you think about the guys they've got. No. Inactive right now, you could you could easily do. I'm not saying that that that's going to happen, but you throw Max back in the lineup and Vito. Oh, okay. If we're throwing Max in there, you throw Max yeah, and Vito back go, in the lineup. He's saying and, go all in. Yeah. <laughs> what if they just the What if they just reverse course and went all back in? <laughs> Yanni goes. Yeah. Everybody goes again. Guys. Yeah. Yanni they, feels like a little less likely, just given his like his Olympic aspirations. Not not that not that his are. More real than other people's, but they are they're kind more, of more real. real Dean has people, no right? shot. I told they're more real. Caleb more, okay, was asking me real. about 184, and uh, he's like, "How how can Nelson Brands go?" Or he's asking about Cornell, the Cornell duel versus Ohio State. And I was like, "Well, Cornell doesn't have a lot of other guys. Max Dean's taking an Olympic redshirt." And my son was like, "That doesn't sound." <laughs> he's like, "I don't think he has a good chance of making the team." I was like, "No, he he will not make the Olympic um, team." How, can we talk about the score graphic they put out after the duel, Cornell? The the pettiness. Yeah, I quote <laughs> tweeted that. Um, they, Cornell loses to Ohio State soundly, twenty three to nine, and they use a picture of Yanni versus McKenna <laughs> from last year's NCAA's as a little um, a little barb. Can Can I just say I love it? I love it. There was. Yeah. I think Arizona State, Arizona State did something. Had the, we are look leading at the break. All right, yeah. let me let me just put this out there. Whoa, the this didn't age well, crowd. <clears throat> Y'all are lame. Who cares? It also in the did moment, age very well because Arizona State won yeah, the duel. Yeah, so. that's true. So that well. that first thing. Suck Second it. of all, who cares? In the moment, like just say like be funny. say whatever. Yeah, be funny, and especially if you're especially if you're a college team social media account, poke fun at everyone. Like it's. It's Twitter. Who cares? It's yeah. about time college wrestling got on the pettiness level of college football. You see yes. this all the time. And it's hilarious. It makes it's what makes it great. It's funny. Yeah. It's a little barb. It's a little thing. It's it's, uh, it's all in good fun, I think. Uh, like so yeah. like not that they would, but I I said that at the time when when the um, like we are leading at halftime. If Penn State come back and won, they could have been like whatever final score forks down. It would have been fine. Would have been great. Yeah. Whatever. It's you know each team's individual thing, but I am all in on teams being goofy and weird and poking fun at their opponents. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, right, dude. You're not allowed to have fun in wrestling. No way. Uh, so yeah, we don't I know like where. Before, no which way? <laughs> I also don't like. I'm just going quick. Nothing here. I also don't like the when you're at a home duel, you have to be 100 percent pro for your team and not against their team. Screw that. Home field advantage is being belligerent. Towards the other team and hating on the other team and getting say in their mind. You had to do that. Oh, that is a, that is like a like that is a very common thing. Like, oh no, we only we only root for our team here. We don't root against their team. Screw that. Root against them hard. Get yeah. in their heads. Make them feel terrible about themselves. Don't do some of the things that they used to do to like 
like when Juan Dixon was in Maryland, they used to like. Which they, we all know. Yeah. No, 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 but I'm saying that's the one that always comes to my head because that was like the first time that I learned how like mean people could be at those things, <laughs> and they're like, "Your mom has AIDS or whatever." <laughs> Don't do that type okay. of stuff. That's what I'm saying. There's a line. I'm saying there's. I'm using that as an example to say AIDS there is, is a line. AIDS is always the line. <laughs> I'm saying there's the line a line. Always AIDS. Is it just? Is it all medical conditions or is AIDS? However, the line? I think. However, you can, if like if someone, your uncle has scurvy, you can work that out. Like <laughs> okay. Like let's say. Let's say. What if I'll, it's a fact? I'll pick, I'll pick Sebastian because I know like he won't get bad. Let's say Sebastian Rivera is like deathly afraid of spiders. He's probably not. But like, let's just say he's definitely afraid but of spiders. He might and, be, and right, and Carver Hawkeye just—they just—they have like huge spider signs, and they're like they're like throwing like toy spiders out. That would be amazing. The that would be absolutely incredible. If they did Spider Giveaway Day, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, that kind of stuff. Hypothesizing about Sebastian Rivera's arachnophobia was something <laughs> I just did not see coming for this. this uh, I just the Cameron, the like Cameron crazies—they do like. Research yeah. on the opposing teams yeah. that come out and give out like sheets, and then a lot of times they'll have props to like mock them and stuff. They get their social security numbers and steal their identities. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys. <laughs> That's a good about one. It. I like that one. Ultimate home home team <laughs> advantage. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but it was also awesome to see the Arizona State students rush the mat. Yeah, that, that was, was really that cool. Be a thing. Yeah, there was also cool that they were mat side and like rev side. I'm pretty sure they were on the side of the Penn State bench. Yeah, well, that had to be. We fun. can we can end tangent hour here, but I don't know why we would. If LSU wins the national title, will they let the band play neck? Oh, well. They the band will play neck. Yeah, they have no say. No one has say. No they will say. play neck. Bur <laughs> Joe Burrow will tell them to play neck, and they'll play neck. Trump will get involved <laughs> if if need be. So we don't know about Soriano yet. If he's coming back, what weight he would come back? But probably forty one. That was one of the space FRL questions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I think we'll maybe post. I think we'll have a better idea post Fort Worth, <laughs> right? Because uh, we will see our good friend Nicholas there, and we'll see how he does there. Also, yeah, we could have Nick Soriano, Spencer Lee at the at, in, at, Fort in Fort Worth. Oh Texas. man! So, mm. are you going to that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Just for, yeah, drive drive them all up. <laughs> I'm gonna see who's registered now. Wow. As you were. Did you file the Freedom of Information Act? <laughs> No Freedom of Information Act needed here. Okay. Um, anything else you want to get to? A little Hodge talk because I think um, <laughs> it's pretty clearly Austin DeSanto for Hodge. Next topic. Austin DeSanto the Hodge. So with Gross out of the mix, the Heat number one in the the Hodge uh, rankings. Yes. Spencer Lee's in there. I have him. Spoiler. I'm gonna have him number two. I'm coming out with pre CKLV Hodge rankings. <clears throat> And the way it's looking right now, Zahid, Spencer, Mark, and then it's kind of a question. Because DeSanto obviously has, like, the Quality best win. win of the year, but no title. So then you got, you know, Chenzo, and then Kassar. Kassar and Chenzo really haven't wrestled much. Who hit the, who has, who's attempted the most uh, leaping magic sticks so far this year? That is, that's criteria that is the six, That's the uh, sixth criteria. I would like yeah. to add a new criteria, and it's um, – when teams forfeit to you. Oh. When they don't wrestle you in a dual meet. I like that. Mm -hmm. Who did that happen to? Did you? Did Valencia. Did oh, yeah. So watching the – He should get more points for that. Yeah, that's a double. Yeah. Watching the Mako flow film, uh, I was kind of reminded yeah, of That's the, like the Mako role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, a lot of people get pissed off. I took it as a tremendous compliment that they were scared to put someone out against me. I, I love – the my favorite line that is like, you know, hey, t just take it easy on yeah, my guy. I don't want him to get hurt. 
You probably shouldn't put him out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most awesome line. Just how he delivers it. Like, it's like very matter of fact. You, you, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't put him, put out, him there. out there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even trying to be scary. He's like, this is the reality. Yeah. It's like, I'm a herder of people. <laughs> this is my this is my thing. Do you not know anything about me? I suppose such a star in that because he provides such interesting perspective, of, <laughs> like from the Blair days yeah. and Oklahoma State, then like the. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Just I love I love Espo in that. So, all right, uh, get some questions from friends. Is it that time? Uh, yeah, I think we Will have you allow it? covered any everything. more Juan Dixon hypotheses or. I just that was the up? first time that I was like, okay, that's a bit. <laughs> no man, how would you feel about uh, opposing teams fans planting evidence of crimes against <laughs> players who are coming to the field? Yeah. What 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 sort of crimes are we talking? <laughs> Any and all. Human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the toughest evidence we, to plant. Are we talking felonies? Yes, felonies. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> I I think it's all in good fun. Are sports not supposed to be fun? Yeah. What's more fun than framing someone for human trafficking? <laughs> What's more fun than seeing a guy carted off in handcuffs right after he comes off the mat? What's better than this? What's better than guys <laughs> being dudes? <laughs> all right. Question for friends. This is from Nunu at super <laughs> underscore Nunu seven. <laughs> Logan Steeper in his prime versus Yanni now in folk style. Who you got? Oof. Oof. Logan Steeper was a yeah, tremendously I good. I think I would take Logan. Do you I think Logan Steeper in his life lost double digit folk style matches? Wow. In his. Mm, I think no. He might not have because I remember coming up. Through the youth circuit, I used to wrestle Hunter all the time. Logan was always older, but he just murdered everybody. Because I thought, <laughs> I think the answer is no. Because I thought the, I thought the, the thing with Logan was because it's it's OAC, right? Bracky is the middle school. Yeah. I thought he was three time undefeated OAC. The one loss to David Taylor in high school. Uh, high school, and then what six losses counting the CKLV in college. Yeah, I'm thinking he did not lose. So then he had. So did he have four losses from like first grade to fifth grade? <laughs> That's what we. I'm gonna say no. Jeff Steber, if you're if you're out there listening, Logan, can someone confirm? Yeah, we need to get to the bottom of this. Did Logan lose ten times in his life? <laughs> That's in crazy. folk style. And you know he has like 700 matches in his in his life, right? Yeah, like folk style matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's insane. Okay, so I've got I've got Logan. The, folk, yeah, Logan. Yeah, he's so. Yeah, Logan. Um, that bar. Oh my God. He's so good. Oof. Um, this guy, I don't. He's, why does Nick Lee not get enough respect? He beat McKinnon as a true sophomore. He's ranked high. Braskin said he hasn't made the jump. <clears throat> we'll take that up with Askren. You guys reluctantly <laughs> pick him, too. I didn't reluctantly pick him. Zane Nickel Nolf won in their third year at Penn State. Okay. Um, they well, also won years before that, too, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess the enough respect is a sliding scale, right? Sliding scale. Like, do we give Nick Lee respect as a shoe-in NCAA titleist? No, if that's no. your level. But in terms of enough respect of this guy's a surefire All-American, this guy's an incredible wrestler, this guy is certainly good enough to win a national title, yeah, I think yeah. we do. It sounds like you just have unreasonable expectations about what respect is. I mean, is. I think last year we were at the beginning of the year we were like – yeah, watch out, Nick, Nick Lee's coming. He's coming, and then it just never really materialized. I mean, I he beat Joey McKenna, but then he lost to Moran. Right, he, he lost to Demas. He loses to Demas at NCAA's. 
I don't know. That's what just, I'm saying. It's a sliding scale. <laughs> like I think we all respect him as all American. Like, yeah, we'd be completely shocked the if we did all American. But the thing about Nick Lee is like when he wrestles anybody below his level, it's a bloodbath. Like yeah, he just yeah. murders them. Yeah. But then when he gets the guys on his level, it's it's super tight and and it could go either way. So I think I mean that's what's hard to say. Oh, this guy's definitely going to win a title because he when he gets in those close matches with you know that four five six top guys in the country it's it's going to be close you give him anybody other than that and yeah he's going to make it look like a crime scene but yeah you know. i also <laughs> you don't even have to plant the evidence <laughs> it's just it's all right there. it's on camera i also think it, uh respect wise um must watch always yep yeah. very offensive and then in the in those tight matches like he'll have crazy scrambles with guys and try to put up a lot of points so yeah i don't know i respect is a sliding scale no you disrespected him all right. Notice that so this is from Tony Meister. Astute point from Tony. Notice that DeSanto usually wins the first meeting with top wrestlers, but loses the second. Michich leads X Soriano. Is it that you need to feel his pressure wants to adjust? Do you think that will happen with Gross as well? I do think Gross beats him at some point this year. I don't. I he he will potentially have three more cracks at him. I just have a hard time seeing DeSanto beating. Anyone beating Seth Gross four times in, in a calendar year. Yeah, it's also – I mean, I think it also has to do with DeSanto is not necessarily super dynamic in the sense that from match to match, you're kind of going to get the same mm-hmm. – like, you're going to get that same DeSanto in March. So that might have something to do with it. Also, these guys are amazing. Michich, he also did then beat Lezak again. Right. Yeah. So he lost to him, or he beat him. Lost, lost to, to him, him at Big, Big Tens, and beat him at NCAA's. Yeah. Um, and sorry, on a match was insane. Yeah, it was that, crazy. That was bananas. And Nick clearly was wrestling in a much better place in March than he was in that January swing where he mm-hmm. lost. Was it back to back? Yeah. With Fix mm-hmm. and then and the only the only person to beat. Oh yeah, long. yeah, yeah. The only person to beat Soriano twice <laughs> is Spencer Lee. Seven years apart? Six Jeez. years apart? Wait, who? The only person to beat Nick Suriano twice is Spencer Lee. Yeah. And those matches were many years apart. Yes. I do think, though, that, like, you know, Tony Meister's point here, uh, you know, is is interesting that, like, you must – it must be an experience that you've never felt before when you wrestle Austin DeSanto. So to be. So I mm-hmm. do think – you know, you felt that, all right, now you have some information to work with. But I, it's got to be, like, you know, getting caught in a tornado or something. Like, wow, never felt that. But then he's also, like, he beat – he lost to Mueller and then beat him. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another one last year. Well, Gomez. I can't remember. Yeah, Gomez. Right. That was right. That was the other one. So yeah. – It's happened The on, on the other side. You know, RBY got much closer. He kind of got – he got destroyed. It kind of got close at Big Tens, but but it looked like it was going to be attacked. I want to ask this because I think it was Todd Small doing this. Um, wrestling the with elbow. the one. At, yeah. Did you get hit for stalling for doing that? No. I don't think you that's, uh, hit for stalling for that's that. That's Dake against Ringer. Looks yeah. Looks like he's reaching for the guns. I, I know. You're back. just like, you're not engaging. There's other reasons to get hit for stalling. <laughs> Call for stalling in that it, it is. Simple. I don't think you should do it as soon as like they put no. their hand behind their back or whatever. I feel similarly like I feel about that like when a guy wrestles on a knee, 
I'm yeah, like, no, for sure. Mm, shouldn't let that go on too long. Yeah. Or if you're going to do that and just literally hide that, you need to be the, – the point of wrestling is to score points, mm-hmm. right? Not to prevent the guy from scoring on you. you you're supposed to be trying I to I guess score. that's my point is, like, they're not trying to score. They're just trying not to get scored on. Yeah, good point. No, hit him. Hit him for stalling. I like the quick stall. Has Nomad stall. ever attempted to jump over an opponent like DeSanto did? No. I'm, I go under. <laughs> Backdoor, ready to finish. Always. No, you do. You did a. You did a rolling. Uh, you did a front flip out of a ball and chain. Yeah. Did you go under his legs when you did that, or was it just like you just? No. Kind of broke was like his grip. jump. Yeah. So much force generated. You should have gone between his legs. Wow. Very random thing I told you about. Uh, Steve Fittery randomly showed up at. My high school and taught. Does he still look coached. like Logan Steber? Well, he said Logan Steber looks like him because he's older. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Counterpoint: Steve Fittery. That's why. But that was like this. one of the first things he said to me. He's like, "All right, we we, we gotta let's get this you, out of the way." Yeah, show me this this jump to ball. So he chain. knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> you showed Steve Fittery how you did this. Uh, no, I don't think I ended up doing it because at the time, <laughs> at the time, I was like, I was wearing jeans or whatever. But um, he Steve Fittery's last double dude, did he not? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought he completely busted my lip open. I'm glad we got you back. Yeah. Steve Fittery, though, awesome coach. And if you're in the Maryland area, I recommend going to his club. He seems like one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Oh, my God. Funny, awesome. Funny so story nice. about him. So awesome. My redshirt year at Ohio, we wrestled American. And to Nomad's point about, like, hostile crowds, the wrestlers that aren't competing for Ohio are just, like, ruthless. And they sit, like, close to the opposing team's bench. And so the whole duel there, just giving it to American. And then Fittery goes out, and he did, like, a cement mixer, like, standing. Oh. Like, he had a the kid in the front headlock, mm-hmm. like, but they weren't on the mat. And then he hit it and pinned him. And then he came over to the student section and was like, how would you guys like that show? And, like, <laughs> it was like – but he was, like, laughing and, like, yeah. it was, like, yeah. playful. It was awesome. It was really cool. Everyone was like, damn, that he, was cool. He, He's awesome. He did some crazy stuff. Yeah. He was wild. Well, and that's what he was showing that series because it's basically like from his one shot. So it's like, okay, you take the shot, um, like go to single, go double, get pulled up, and go into um, go into the trip. Or if they stay down, go into the, the mixer, the gator Classic. Roll. So, it like, was, from that one setup, he's got four or five different finishes and all different kinds of finishes, too. It was it was really cool to see. We were just like, "Hey, good match. That was cool." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Um. Good on top too. Yeah. Steve Ferry, great wrestler. He was killing people that year. That was the year I'm pretty sure he, Adam Hall, and David Taylor were all undefeated mm-hmm. going into NCAA's. Mm-hmm. Adam Hall got the one. Fittery got two. Fittery got the two. David was the three. And Bubba J was four, and it was Bubba versus David in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, but that's hard to defeat guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty rare. Yeah, because at some point they wrestle each other before, but it worked out that way. Uh, other good questions you seen in here? There's quite a few. Um, someone asked if Mariah Marinelli would beat you in a wrestling match, Nomad. <laughs> so yeah, How I'm many gonna, switches I'm you gonna, would hit? I'm gonna, let's say yes, just because uh, of the, the Alex Fex. Yeah, sure, brothers, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she had a training partner with, she with is. Eli and then Alex that, you know. Who was it? Somebody was saying. Iron sharpens iron. No she was, like, into it in the Wisconsin match. Which she was, dude. She was. It was It was really funny. They had a 
camera on her um and marinelli got that first takedown and you know when you see like coaches like do the yeah. keep them down she's yeah. immediately just started doing it it was awesome yeah, she yeah. had no nerves. Like, like, I feel like that's the stereotype is, like, the nervous wife sitting over there. No, she was, like, coaching. Like, you get this win or we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we have issues. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about this. Uh, wait, where is it? Okay, using CP's criteria for pound-for-pound pound rankings that values the more quality wins you have. Should DeSanchez be ranked number one pound-for-pound? Pound? Name someone who has better wins than Gross, Soriano, can't, he says Lee here, but that can't count. Michich Mueller. Uh, don't think Sahid has that much. Sahid's got several Mark Hall wins. Here's the problem also when you are of that caliber. Zahid only has one win over an NCAA champ because he himself has hoarded all of the NCAA titles. Out of pure selfishness. Yeah. So that's part of it is hmm. DeSanto has beaten guys who have done better than him. Let's just put him number one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, proven on, I don't right? see the harm. <laughs> it is, Shoot him it, up. Like, the, the criteria is not purely. I mean, you have to factor in losses as well, right? So I think that's why. The other, the other, why? Why? Are we yeah. okay? That seems very biased. Are you? we not including electric factoriness? Yeah, you're not calling his own stalling, drawing the line, jumping, leaping Broncos. magic sticks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nobody. Anybody wants to watch more than this kid? Yeah, he's, he is fascinating. And then he backs it up and he beats people. He, he does. He is truly <clears throat> fascinating. Now, if it's not a just a if it's not a pound for pound, but just a per pound ranking, I think you know, <laughs> his energy per divided by one thirty three is probably better than Zahid's divided by one seventy four, right? Or one eighty four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's one eighty four. Story number. Yeah, he, he really played himself with that. <laughs> Can you give? Uh, this is more to Nomad, I think. Can you give stats that piss off Spencer Lee a weekly segment? I yeah, I don't, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you weren't here if to answer I for am, your crimes last if, week. If I cause Spencer Lee to tech or pin everyone in the first period and have the greatest historical season we've ever seen, then yes, I will fall on that well, sword. He already didn't <laughs> do that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it is pretty crazy though. Like the amount of people that like chirping back like on twitter that like don't understand like the point of what that article was about the yeah the the thing that yeah that i thought was strange about it was like we acknowledge every time we bring this up we acknowledge now the reason part of the reason is the score last second or third period points is because the matches don't freaking go that long right but the matches that do then there's some analysis to be made so i don't know yeah well you got us in trouble at Names Iowa. <laughs> Made me feel like a jerk in front of Tom Brand. So thanks for that. What? Okay. What? What did they say? Flow. He said wrestling. I want Nomad's head on a spike. <laughs> All right. Well, he said bring him here. Well, I'm going there in a few no, weeks. No, he said so. Flow wrestling. But I'm saying, did he did he say this points. separately from the from the press conference? No, no he said it, it was in the press. Just conference. in the press. Right, conference. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you know. I know that that re- article was not well received. Your ass is in the jackpot. Yeah, dude. you better you better stay out of the. I would love to discuss this with Coach Brands. <laughs> oh. He said he said he's dead to me. Well, he said no mad no no life. <laughs> just what he said. Uh, no, it wasn't like that. It was just what you saw at the press conference. It was funny. Um, Kurt Jones bets money that no mad could hit a switch on me. I think that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it's happened. That's the way it goes. Sure. I, I'll take him down. He has a reversal. Um, it's yeah, the worst wrestling. You guys reverse each other a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a roller coaster <laughs> yeah. of emotions. Man, it's 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 uh, Trob Furman esque the the exchanges <laughs> we we encounter. The uh, when um, when Finnery was there after that we like. We're going live, and that I was awesome. no, no, not not Finnery with like oh, the kids, well. <laughs> and uh, no, that was that was bad. He was he was he was nice about it, um, but like, I was, you know, I was like trying to pull pull guys in, mm-hmm. and I had about twenty reps on the shoulder, and then it was just like, whoop. Uh oh, it's still bad. Yeah, You're but sure. it doesn't. Af- but it's because my mom was asking me. She's like, why don't you? I was like, because it doesn't affect my n- normal life. It's just sometimes when I go wrestle. I can't like get extended on shots more than twenty times. You can't St. John or McDonough yeah. anymore. Speaking of Brendan Furman, uh, yesterday he tweeted, "I can't imagine DeSanto doing homework." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was a funny tweet. That is a funny tweet. <laughs> wow. Um, no, he's the full package. All right. Anything else before we we get out of here? So we're gonna cover CKLV tomorrow. Because we're all going to be en route to Vegas. I want to do something Thursday. Thursday. But you can. It just has to be there. Yeah, you guys should do something from Vegas. Vegas boys. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad Bracky's not going. I mean, Bracky shouldn't go, but normally you're a Vegas boy. I know. I've been there the past few years. It's pretty fun. It's all right. There, there's you, a, we're at Vegas like four times a year, unfortunately. Last year, uh, Sebastian Rivera became a star, honestly. That happened. Like that. I remember like coming his, back from the interview and being like, Garnett be and like you guys are going to love this. That was his big yeah. breakout thing. Yeah, he yelled at Gerard Garnett. He got up in Brent Fleetwood's face. Um, he had that insane match with Ronnie Bresser, and then he dropped an incredible interview. Yes. And it just it took off from there. So it seems like Vegas always kind of has one of those breakout I stars. Know. I'm sad he won't be there, but I'm sure he'll be in some very competitive bouts at the Puerto Rican <laughs> trials. I'm sure he'll be equally tested. Will there be anyone in his bracket, or does he just have to show up? Whether there's someone in his bracket or not, all he has to do is show up because he he could drill his way to this team. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there has to be some amount of people there. I mean, it's like like us, right? The U.S. Open's open, and there are guys that show up that aren't necessarily – you'll have 64 guys in a bracket, and there's like, you know, 12 who are actually divisional guys. Burroughs is wrestling roofers. <laughs> you always get you this always roofer say that. off the mat. They are roofers. They have the belts with a hammer in it. They have to take it off. Right? They're on the mat drilling, and there's hammers and there's measuring tapes, and they have to take it off. The officials say no weapons like, on the so mat. Take them, take off the belt. But I just had this thought: Sebastian Rivera should have to go to Pan Am Olympic qualifier. Mm-hmm. That is the week in between conferences and NCAA's. So does that Perfect. increase the likelihood that he goes 133? Yes. I would say it decreases. You could say the other way because he he has to stay little. Yeah. Well, that's going to be – that's a fun three-weeks. I don't know. I guess he did it all last year too. Yeah. I think he needs to be a 25-pounder. Thick bass. Thick bass. (laughs) What did we say on social? Plus Plus size. size. (laughs) (laughs) He loved it. Oh, yeah. Glad he's – yeah, some people get mad over things that are just jokes. He's got a good sense of humor. He does. He's great. All right, we calling it? Yeah. Time of death. Dump it. 9.25 a.m. Deep in the heart of Texas. Caleb, feel free to play us out. 
<laughs> Spade dropped a, a classic Vegas Boys uh, gif of Kyle giving him the bird at CKLB last year. I love that picture. Very inappropriate. Two years ago. I forget why. But uh, we thank you guys so much for listening to 434 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Big things coming for this show, by the so, way. So what, what are we going to do in Vegas if we do it? Because we should preview tomorrow regularly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What? Who knows? Maybe we'll have like coaches sit next to us and talk. I was gonna to say us you guys should just sit in the arena and kind of do an NCAA side, just talk about what you're yeah. seeing because teams are gonna be in there. That's probably the move. Warming up. Chris Bono can do his little uh, Banaka spray plug. We, we, le- <laughs> we really learned. We uh, oh, was Midlands. Yeah. We learned a, f- a few years ago that Zahid's really good at whatever football. game they play yeah, yeah bro it like, wasn't with the football it was like, yeah but he just he's like randy moss just like sticks a hand up that was not fair yeah, yeah he's like i think i had we might have posted it yeah no we did i gotta find it it's uh you know like the old randy moss when he puts a hand up it's too late, it's too late. yeah that's kind of like that was he it's kind of like that in his matches too interestingly. yeah all right thanks so much full cklv heat coming at you tomorrow we'll see you then thanks